Well, for our listeners today, we've got uh, Munira on, and she's a MasterChef uh, finalist and also a pharmacist. So thank you very much for coming on to the show today, Munira. I very much appreciate taking time out to speak to us on the Pharmacy Podcast. How are you doing this morning? Um, I'm good. Um, um, need to go to work in, uh, soon, but uh, I do have time because I have my own business, so it's so flexible. Um, okay. Choose when going to work. <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> so uh, before we get into the interview I thought I'd just do a quick fire round question so it'll give um, the listeners a bit of an idea of what you are and what your tastes are as a person would that be okay yeah that's fine yeah okay so out of the two you just basically say which one you'd prefer and uh, and, and that, that that would be it so uh, sweet or salt sweet seaside or countryside countryside KFC or McDonald's? KFC. Costa or Starbucks? Costa. Pharmacist or chef? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh. Boy, chef pharmacist. I can't choose. <laughs> and <laughs> caught you on that one. Um, now with the royal wedding, uh, Prince Harry, Prince Harry or Prince William? Oh, Prince Harry. Okay, okay, okay. See, I prefer Prince William, but I am rooting for Harry as well. I'm like, oh, it's so sweet you found someone. Yeah, still the royal. That's going on, yeah, definitely. Definitely, it's, it's quite nice because then it's just something positive for someone, you know, like you know, to see something positive and happy and upbeat that's going on, and it, it will lift everyone, it lifts everyone's spirits basically. So, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it on Saturday. Everybody enjoys a, a good wedding, and when somebody's tiny, yeah. it's a very, very happy vibe. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so for our listeners, um, just give me a brief interrupt- introduction about your career journey and how you ended up on MasterChef. Okay, so um, I became a pharmacist about 15 years ago. Um, I, did, I studied at the University of Bradford. Um, and whilst I was doing my pre-reg uh, back at home in Blackburn with uh, Boots, I met my husband-to-be. So. Okay. I uh, completed my pre-reg, we got married, um, and then I left Boots and started locuming because at that time um, there was um, quite a shortage of pharmacists, um, so the rates were really, really good, and there was a lot of work available, uh, plus it, it gained confidence as a pharmacist. Um, and yeah. then, cutting a long story short, um, I had my children, and Whilst um, I was with my children, I went back to Boots, and they were really, really flexible. Um, then uh, about 10 years ago, my husband opened his own pharmacy with some university friends, 100-hour, when the 100-hour pharmacy came through. And okay. I, used, I started working for them um, as a locum, um, and also being a mum at home to two young children. Um, mm-hmm. About five, six years ago, I... Uh, was approached by one of the places I used to locum at, quite close to my house, um, just around the corner, a local independent. And he wanted to retire, so he asked whether I wanted to take over and I wanted to buy the business, which I always 
Um, so that was my first branch I bought. And the year I opened a second um, 100-hour pharmacy. And not looked back since. Um, um, you know, so for the first three years, me and my husband, we both pharmacists, we worked really, really hard to build the business up and, uh, you know, in the current climate of pharmacy. And then... Five, six years on, um, the pharmacies are doing really, really well. People know us in the community. They come to us for advice. Uh, they are loyal. Um, and then that's when I thought that it's time that I kind of uh, went and did something I enjoyed. Um, so my flexible, um, I'm like a floater pharmacist now, so I'm not based in either store. Um, so more time to do things that I enjoy doing and one of those things was MasterChef so my son he's a child actor he uh, persuaded me to apply um, and then I applied not thinking I'd get on and um, here I am I auditioned and I got onto the show oh wow how old is your son He's 11, but he started acting. Uh, he's done two series of a BBC One drama called The A Word, um, starting when he was only eight years old. So oh, wow. he's worked in front of cameras and crew. And he said, if I can do it, Mom, definitely you can. Oh, that's so sweet. The children inspiring parents yeah. to do stuff. Oh, that's uh, so nice. No, it's the other way around. We're inspiring our kids to do something. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice to see it the other way around, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it must be demanding. Like, I, I used to manage a 100-hour store, and um, and I, I was I was living 100 miles away, and it is quite difficult, like, especially 100 hours. You don't switch off from it. It's always around the, you know, and, and managing that and, and with the family. It says a lot about your, your dedication and, and, and how you balance things. Um, so hats off to you, Munira. That, that's amazing. Um, what similarities between the profession and, um, and MasterChef uh, did, you, did you see? And did you have to use any skills yeah. uh, to help you get through? Yeah, I think um, as a pharmacist, and especially because you have your own business, um, you do tend to work harder and you devote more time and more energy more effort to everything you do. So when I went on the chef and we did the team challenge at the RAF where we cooked for the soldiers, um, they immediately, my team members picked me as a um, team leader. Um, Probably they said because I run my own business, they knew I would be a good team leader. And um, it's working under pressure and get doing 10 things at once. I think as a pharmacist now, because both my pharmacies are open plan. So when customers, patients come in, you can't ignore them. You can't hide. You, you have to. Uh -huh converse and you have to start talking but at the same time you're dispensing you're checking uh something's gone wrong or orders or something's come in you're chasing something else up telephone phones uh, going off so yeah so you learn to uh learn to yeah deal with that pressure i would say and um just to do all the try and do the best you can uh, at the same time and i think that really helped in that team challenge and i think that was one of the reasons why we actually won the challenging stuff yeah it's it's the pressure face like if like you said if yours is open plan all eyes are on you all the time exactly and it's how you 
how you separate that and segment it and still focus on the task at hand whilst managing, you know, smiling at a customer, greeting them and, 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 and carrying on with your tasks at hand. So, yeah, okay, I can see how that would have helped, definitely. Cameramen or the cameras all pointing at you and they're doing telling you to do things is very similar. You just got to ignore all the people around you and just try your best. And I think that's what... I tried to do and I think I did do it okay kind of thing. What would you say the experience is like and would you do it again? Um, the experience, you know what, it, it actually is very, very stressful. Um, but at the same time, it is fun. And if I did have the opportunity to get uh, to do it again, I would. Because you, I've learned so much from day one to right to the end. I've made amazing friends. Um, you meet so many wonderful chefs. You get to meet Greg and John. Um, you know, the crew and cameramen, they're all lovely. So it, it was an amazing experience. I mean, I loved it. I loved being in front of the camera and filming and you know, it, it was so me. So if somebody actually came up from TV and said, oh, would you like to do this? I'd love to do it. I'd love to do something TV related. Um, but and I also do love cooking as well. So I think once you start cooking, you forget who's there, yeah. the cameras, um, and you just try your best, I guess. What would you compare the experience to for like someone that's never been in front of cameras? Um, is it is it something like doing an, an an adrenaline thing where you're like, oh my god, I'm about to jump off and do a bungee jump or a skydive? What would you compare it to? Um, yeah, I would definitely say that you know that butterfly fee- feeling before you're gonna do something that you you're not sure yeah so yeah see if you're doing a bungee jump and you know you you're looking down and you know you're just about to jump and you think oh my god can I do this that is the exact feeling because (laughs) first time you walk through those swing doors is the first time you see Greg and John um and and they, they just throw you in at the deep end they don't let you take a breath or you know get to know them or nothing like that it's just and I think I remember the first challenge when I'm picking my ingredients in the market kitchen that what am I doing why am I here why am I doing this to myself you know why am I putting myself through this pressure and then I think once you've done that the first round I think it it becomes really really fun Uh, it is enjoyable you have to enjoy it definitely you have to enjoy something that you're doing and even if it does challenge you it's the enjoyment factor that gets you through it but if it could if it's comparing it to a bungee jump and you ask me would I do a bungee jump again my answer would be no (laughs) (laughs) I did not find it fun at all (laughs) whereas um, I'm quite different I do love that adrenaline rush um don't get me wrong, I do enjoy an adrenaline rush, but like I did a bungee jump on my honeymoon and we did the bungee jump of the skydive within the same day. And we did the bungee jump first because the, the, the weather conditions were changing. So the bungee jump had to be done first before the skydive. And I had, they picked me to go before my husband. Oh. And I was just looking at the ledge and I was like, what am I doing? Are you stupid? What are you just asking to die? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that's what you actually feel in the first round. Because it is, it's a shock to your whole system. That's what it is. And you have to be... I I would do a skydive again. I would never do a bungee jump again. 
Right. So he's probably skydiving then, I think. But mind you, I, I can't really compare. I, I do guys and I, I don't mind. Um, but, you know, it, it is the first time it is like that. But I think after that, it, it becomes more... Natural. Natural, yeah. You just get on with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. You're expecting it, so you know what to expect kind of thing. Yeah. So, Especially after that first initial one, then you're just like, okay, yeah, Greg and James, you're there. Yeah, I'll get that. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Cameras are there. Right. Yeah. So I think that's what people do better as they go on because everything becomes second nature to them kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What would you say your favorite recipe is to cook? Uh, at home, just generally. Yeah. Yeah. Generally. I think, you know what, actually, I am a more baking person, a sweet dessert person, than I am savoury. Um, and I think um, my favourite has to be, um, at the moment, I'm trying to make my desserts more exciting. So, But I do love a baked cheesecake. Mm. Um, I do a nice one and I keep it in the fridge. And then we just sometimes we even have it for breakfast. <laughs> For breakfast, <laughs> I'll wake up. I'll sit staring in the fridge and think, right, you know what? That is going to be my breakfast. So yeah, <laughs> that's not healthy living pharmacy at all. No, the thinnest slice ever, and uh, I do. I'll, I'll enjoy and savor every bit of it, and it is so worth it. <laughs> um, and have you have your kids tried uh, gourmet food, and how do they find it? <laughs> Or would they just prefer normal, like, fish fingers? <laughs> Actually, saying that, my uh, my daughter, uh, I've got a 13-year-old, um, and she loves the presentation. And if I plate up some food, like MasterChef style, then she'll be like, wow, and she enjoys it. So I do do it for her, like desserts and savoury. My son, he's really not bothered. <laughs> um He likes simple flavours. Um, he's, he's quite fussy, actually. Um, and he, if if you give him fish fingers, he'll have fish fingers. But my, yeah, my children don't actually. I come from an Indian heritage, so um, I've grown up with curries and chapatis and rice and all the spices. Yeah. My husband's the same, and he does love his spice as well, and he loves his traditional food. But my children will mourn and grow. And the first thing they ask after school when I've picked them up is, "Mom, what have we cooked today?" And if it's curry. <laughs> Like no way, oh no! So, I have, sometimes I end up cooking two different things. Um, they they like more fusion, so lasagna, pies, roast, okay, grilled chicken. I, I would like that. I think you go through that phase as a kid, but then when you grow up slightly, um, like towards the twenties and things like that, and then you realize actually homemade food like curries and chapatis actually fill me up longer (laughs) comforting and you enjoy it that's the thing so same thing to my daughter that you when you go to university you'll crave it and you want it yes so it's just that she knows that mom can cook it in in the speed of a hat so i'm okay but when it's not there it's case of i want some curry and how do i make it exactly So in amongst with all the um, the busyness that you're facing and things like that, have you managed to keep up with the current RPS elections that are going on? Um, 
not really. I mean, I have I have been so much going on. Um, all these interviews I've done, people uh, yeah. to meet me. Um, I've got like food festivals lined up. Um, and then I'm trying to sort out my uh, first ever pop up restaurant and cookery classes yeah. going to start. So there's a lot going on. And then with the businesses, as you mentioned earlier, it is like a full time job. So even when you come home. It's not that you can't leave it at work. You have to still carry on with the paperwork, the the wages, the staffing, you know, holiday. It's an ongoing thing. So it is, it is tough. Um, uh, you know, just trying to keep up with everything that's happening in the pharmacy as well at the moment. Yeah, pharmacy, there's always things going on. Uh, but with the RPS elections this year, it just seems to be causing so much more controversy um, with um, backhand bickering. And it just seems like childish tactics, to, to be honest. And um, it, it to me, it's a case of we're meant to be uniting as one and, and uniting as a voice to to make a change. But if you're going to be bickering like a bunch of children, how do you show to other people and the public that you're professional if you can't even control? So true. So true. Yeah. And as professionals, you yeah, you expect a lot more. Exactly. Exactly. Um, will you take the time out to vote? Yeah, probably. Um, I, I know. I, I do remember my husband saying something. Uh, uh, but at the moment, it's like <laughs> I'm half listening to everything. <laughs> You know, it's like you're not constantly focusing on the pharmacy side. I'm like, yes, I know, because I've got so much. So he's is really, really good, and he's very supportive. So I think he just he wants you to try and balance both. But that that's men for us. Like they they want the best for us and everything like that. It's just you're in so much new territory. It's a case of you need to master that before you then learn to balance all different aspects again. So I completely understand that definitely. Um, will you use your influence now that you are an influencer, Monia? If you haven't realised, um, to change how pharmacy and slash pharmacists are seen in the public eye? Um, yes, you know what? Um, I'm so glad you asked that, but um, it is true because pharmacy has changed so much, and it's still changing. Um, when I first qualified about 15 years ago, um. And I used to locum and you see, even as a child, how you go into a pharmacy and the pharmacist is at the back counting tablets and then they dispense, you wait, and then the prescription comes out and they, they dispense your medication and give it to you. Um, you hardly interact with the pharmacist. Um, the staff normally give you the advice and you walk out. Nowadays, it's everybody comes in for the advice. They want to see a pharmacist. Um, especially here in Blackburn, um, it's very competitive. A pharmacy is very, very competitive, very cutthroat. A lot of people um, know me and my husband now. Um, we had some professional... Um, what, what can I call it? Um, my husband's friends um, kind of took advantage of him with the pharmacy that he set up. So we lost everything. Yeah, we lost that pharmacy, uh, two, 200-hour, well, my husband lost 200-hour pharmacies six years ago when I, around the same time I bought my pharmacy. And um, around that time, the argument was that my husband's friends thought that as a female pharmacist, you know, they didn't think I was 
suitable to run a business as a woman. And that really got to me and really hurt me thinking as a female. Now, in this day and age, it's equal opportunities now. And my husband, they wanted me to buy that pharmacy and give it to them. So because my husband didn't side with them, sided with me, supported me, he lost everything. So it was very tough. And now, now people have seen me on MasterChef. They've seen me, me and my husband rebuild everything we lost. So people do take us seriously now. They, they come in and they know that whatever advice we'll give, we're giving correctly. We're not just there to make money or rip them off. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping that as, as a pharmacist, as somebody now who hopefully people, even not just in Blackburn, but around the UK, um, I think pharmacists do need to be taken seriously. I think a lot of other health professionals are um, given a lot of maybe funding, a lot of uh, respect. But I think pharmacists sometimes are just brushed under the carpet. Um, you know, we, we're not taken as seriously. And the, for the amount of work we do, with the amount of people that can just walk in and access us, I think that isn't there um, from the government. I think NHS, um, they, they, you know, all the cuts that are taking place, um, they, they want you to still continue the services and give the services, but they don't want to pay you. So as a business person, having your own business, it's very, very tough. Um, it's probably... Um, lost about 10%. A uh, lot of all the pharmacies are, the business has reduced because prescribing in the, in the surgeries have been cut. Drugs, um, yeah. a lot of like, um, you know, the, the, the drinks and sip feeds um, and the gluten free, all that's been taken off. Uh, so it has hit us. I think that I completely agree with what you're saying. Uh, th like they give more attention to other professions, but that is, in my opinion, because we do not unite as one force. We 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 always see like okay, if 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 like for example, like like hypothetical, let's say for example, a strike was to be taken place. We wouldn't unite as one because the other person or the other pharmacy would be like, you know what? Then I've got a bigger plate, a bigger, bigger slice of that cake. Yes. But yes, it's that unity that we're lacking as a profession to be taken seriously. Yeah, that you know what that is so true, and I don't think you see it anywhere. Yeah, everyone can have that slice of cake, but if you're going to moan about pay and uh, we, we've reduced in pay as pharmacists, we've reduced in pay as locums, you're working us too hard, you want us to do more in less amount of time, how are we going to do that? We've got less staff to do it. We're not being paid for prescriptions. Category and clawbacks are happening. But then in order to tackle that, we have to unite. Yes. Yeah, that, that is true. And, um, yeah, all the pharmacies are all for one kind of thing they're all yeah especially here um every, but i think we're trying to change that like because we we're like a family-run business and it's just me and my husband and we do have locums in but they all work under us we sometimes for us the focus isn't just making the money um it's about actually helping somebody uh with their health um you know we have had people where my husband's sent him to hospital and 
they're on the verge of a heart attack. Um, and a lot of patients, even doctors, will now ring us first for advice before they actually go to A&E. And, you know, that really means so much. That means they have so much faith and trust in us that we won't just say that buy this or buy that. If they don't need it, we will give honest honest um, advice. Um, so, and um, at the end of the day, it, it, you know, as a profession, as a pharmacist, that's what you're there for. You want, you want to make a difference to somebody's life. It's not just about... It's about that satisfaction that you've helped somebody. Yes, yes. We are there to make the person's life better, to increase their quality of life, even by not seeing services as numbers. Um, you see it as, has that person come out of that consultation having learned something about their conditions and, and how to improve it and not allow the conditions to rule them, in effect? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times... Um, we do uh, like you know it is really difficult to get it, get through to the doctors now especially in blackburn they've they've um uh, put this thing in place where pharmacies aren't allowed to ring the gp surgeries um so if, if there's a problem so there's an overdose or somebody's on one medication and you know they can't take another one and we want to double check we can't so we have to email and now if say if it's an antibiotic we can't really wait two days for the email to you know for them to get back before we so a lot of the times we have to make clinical decisions and you know sometimes even pay out of our own pocket to make sure the patient doesn't come to harm um so it is tough it is tough that is really difficult. I didn't realise um, that that had come into into play. Um, and they are they, they try and they, you know the local um, uh, NHS England. They they are trying to save a lot of money, um, pennies, and it is okay. a shame because um, you know the, a lot of people aren't getting the drugs. Uh, yeah. New drugs are not you know, on repeat medication, so they don't have access to them. And then I think that's going to overall in the future cause more hospital admissions and, you know, um, less disease management. So overall, they're going to be paying more in the long term. What they're trying to And we're trying to be reducing, we're trying to be reducing costing, especially to hospitals when they're so short-staffed and less space as it is. Yeah. Makes no sense. Definitely yeah. doesn't make no sense to me. Well, with this, um, like I said, you're trying to manage uh, uh, setting up a pop-up restaurant and cooking classes. So you've got additional responsibilities that you're currently uh, as an add-on to what you already do. How are you going to manage all of this as well as manage your quality of life and work balance relationship as well? You know what? Yeah, sometimes I think that um, how. But I mean, I do have a very supportive husband um, um, and uh Sometimes it's just about planning, planning time management. Um, so yes. once, uh, once I've out and then the pharmacy side, um, we've sorted out. At the same time, I'll any time you know I have, I'll try and focus on my pop up restaurant and try and sort that out. But it is it is difficult. Um, don't get me wrong. But then the pop up and the food thing, it's all for me. It's a form of relaxation anyway. I enjoy it, so for me, it's a hobby. So it doesn't actually feel like I'm working, even though sometimes it can be hard um, and um, physically, you know, enduring. So um, it's just 
doing the best you can and planning forward. Enjoying the journey that you're on as well. Yeah, so it's just um, trying to fit everything in. That's what I'm trying to do at the moment. I don't want to miss any opportunities. um, So then see where it takes me. Definitely, definitely. And where where would your pop-up restaurant, is that going to be based in Blackburn? It's probably most likely going to be based in Blackburn. Um, At the moment, um, my children's school uh, parents have all requested uh, the local restaurants. Um, We have North Court uh, just on our doorstep. Um, So a lot of uh, people do want to taste the food. I think uh, Master Chef did portray my food quite well uh, with all the critics and everybody who ever tasted the food saying, wow, you know. But I think um, that's just because I used to just cook there just like I would at home. I didn't tone it down. Um, I used proper traditional recipes, but I just smartened them up with presentation. Um, I think what, what, what would the cuisine be like? Is it is it going to be focused on a certain area or is it just going to be a variety? Um, it is probably still, I'm still going to keep my heritage uh, as the heart of the, the recipe. So Indian Gujarati cuisine is going to be the heart of it. Um, but at the same time, I will be adding other dishes where they're not necessarily Indian. Um, my desserts, maybe even starters. So I'm doing a lot of fusion style. Fusion style, okay. So um, it's just starting doing one and then seeing the feedback and then go from there, I guess. Um, but a lot of people want to taste the recipes I've cooked on MasterChef. So I'm going to start Definitely, it sounds exciting. Definitely have to pop up and do a recording session at your pop up session at your pop up restaurant. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. What advice would you have to fellow pharmacists with hidden talents like yourself? Yeah. Um, you know what? With any profession, um, even pharmacists, it doesn't mean that just because you've got one career that you can't do something else as well. Um, I mean, when I, um, the reason I, I became a pharmacist was because my father, my dad, was always, he came to this country and worked in the mills, in the northern mills. So he wanted a better life for his children, for us. So he always said from a young age that, you know, make sure you have an education, you have a career, so you don't, your life is better than what, I, what I've done. Um, and he always me to do something uh, science, chemistry related. So pharmacies always push me along those lines. So when I actually came to choose uh, at school, I was also good at home economics and cooking and I wanted to go to catering school <laughs> and uh, I had to make a choice and I, I went to a pharmacy. So I left the catering and the food side of it all and just to now come and revisit it and take it up now. So my husband's if you if you that's what you want to do and you're interested, go for it. You know, you nothing should ever stop you. Um, yeah. you should live life to the max, and you should follow your dreams. Should follow your dreams, but the main thing you've got a support network around you, which is just um, enforces you with positivity, um, which definitely helps a person achieve their dreams. But um, thank you so much for coming on uh, on the pharmacy podcast uh, today, Monira. I wish you the absolute best uh, with uh, 
managing all aspects, being a perfect mother, managing your businesses and setting up your pop-up restaurants and cooking classes. I would very much love to attend uh, your opening night uh, on the the pop-up restaurant uh, to see what it's like and obviously to taste your food as well because even I'm intrigued (laughs) as well. Um, But I wish you the utmost utmost best and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to, uh, to speak to me today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's lovely speaking to you. Okay. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, Monira. Thank you. No problems. Okay. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.